Good morning. Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, October 6, 2020, Tuesday. Looks to be a beautiful day today. So it's good to begin with God's Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we say our memory verse for this week. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6, verse 23. Our psalm this week is Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is a continuation from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, 
choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. There ends the reading. I haven't mentioned this um, so far this week, but it's worth mentioning. Um, by faith, uh, it's, faith is, has, always has an object. So it's faith in something or someone. In this case, it's, of course, in Jesus, but namely in his word, right? Faith in the word of God, um, who is Christ. So um, they act, but in keeping with what God has said. That's the uh, important emphasis there when it comes to faith. All right, our reading for catechesis is from Numbers 14. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I have performed among them, I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. And I will make you a nation greater and mightier than they. And Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear it, for by your might you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, that you, Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands above them, and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now if you will kill these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of your fame will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring them, or to bring this people to the land which he swore to give them, therefore he killed them in the wilderness. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Pardon the iniquity of this people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy, 
just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. There ends the reading. All right. All right. So you have to remember what we talked about yesterday, Numbers 13, um, the very end of that, especially verses 32 and 33. Why were the people weeping that night? Simply because they believed the word of the gossip rather than the word of the Lord, as given by Caleb and Joshua. What was their complaint then against the Lord? You notice in verse 2, the children of Egypt, or excuse me, Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, which is really against the Lord. Yeah, the Lord had brought them there to fall by the sword. What was suggested in verse 4 as a solution to the problem? Terrible solution, but one nonetheless. Now let's select a new leader and go back to Egypt. You forget what it was like in Egypt? It was only a year ago. Hmm. What did Joshua and Caleb do in response to the complaints of the people? Joshua and Caleb, they tore their clothes. Right? Why did Joshua and Caleb proclaim that Israel would take the land? Notice, again, it's not in their own word, but it's in the word of the Lord, right? Verse 8, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey, right? Because the Lord had, um, had made this promise to Abraham, right? Remember, he would return him to that land. So they're holding the people to the promise of the Lord. Um, but believe the Lord, right? How did Joshua and Caleb describe the land? This is kind of curious, right? You see this in verse 9? I mean, they, they said the milk and honey bit, but then they also said that the land, the people are, of the land are our bread because the Lord is with us. What did the people want to do to Joshua and Caleb? Simply for speaking God's word to them? Yeah, to stone them. What prevented this? See this in verse 10. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> of what was Israel guilty? According to the Lord. Yeah, they had rejected him, right? By refusing to believe all the signs that he had performed among them. What did the Lord tell Moses he would do to the people? Verse 12. Strike them down with a plague, pestilence, and dis disinherit them and then make a greater nation out of Moses. Wouldn't be the first time, think of Noah, right? But why did Moses say the Lord must help his people? This is one of the most, I think, beautiful things that we learn from Moses. He's holding the Lord to his promises, right? Um, and also, 
I'm protecting or calling the Lord onto account of his name and reputation, right? Um, he, he must help his people because the Egyptians uh, could not say that the Lord had slaughtered the Israelites because of his inability to be faithful to the promise he made to them to bring them into the land, right? He made the promise. If he doesn't keep his promise, um, it will, of course, uh, bring scandal to his name. Is Moses correct in making such an appeal? Of course he is, right? He's appealing to the mercy of the Lord. What was the Lord's strength or power to which Moses was appealing? There's a couple words there that are very important. Yeah, in verse 18, that the Lord is long-suffering, abundant in mercy, and forgiving iniquity. Forgiveness, right? Well, when was this strength, this strength of the Lord revealed in its fullness? Yeah, for that you want to think of, of course, the cross. Uh, I'll give you a couple of texts, if that helps, where you have long-suffering, abundant mercy, and forgiveness. How about John 12? Um, Jesus says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. And then of course connect that uh, to Paul's confession of 1 Corinthians 1 when he says, For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, think of our text today, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So what does Moses seek for Israel? What does he seek there? Yeah, Forgiveness, uh, pardon for in Israel, Israel's iniquity. You see that in verse 19. And how did the Lord respond? Yeah, you hold him, hold him to his word of forgiveness. He forgives Israel. Um, is there still judgment against Israel? And what was it? Of course there was. And what was it? All those who had seen his glory and the signs which he did in Egypt and in the wilderness but had not heeded his voice, would not see the land that he swore to his fathers, right? So their children instead would see it. Now there is a curious note in here. It says, uh, or I ask you the question, I mean, how many times does it say that the Lord had been tested or that they had tested him? It says there, verse 22, 10 times, right? Uh, what number uh, does the number 10 remind Israel? Maybe a couple of things, right? The ten plagues in Egypt and then the ten commands, right? The ten words from God. Um, he says ten times. Let's think of the, maybe see if we can come up with ten. Give you a few. We'll, I think it's about ten. Um, I think the first one is when they were at the cusp of the Red Sea in Exodus 14, right? And they uh, 
doubted that the Lord would save them since Pharaoh was at their back and the sea was at their front. Uh, immediately after coming through the Red Sea, you had uh, the fact that they were without water for three days. That's Exodus 15. Uh, Exodus 16, they complained about not having uh, food and longing for the food of Egypt, of course. Um, in Exodus, later in Exodus 16, they complained about the manna <laughs> and having a second day. Um, later in Exodus 16, they failed to gav- gather enough manna for the Sabbath day, according to the word of the Lord, and thus uh, went hungry for a day. Later in Exodus 17, they complained about not having water again. Uh, Exodus 32, when they made the golden calf. Um, and then Numbers 11, just last week, we heard about them complaining again. Oh, it was better in Egypt. Um, and then also, they complained there about not having meat. And now, rebelling um, against the Lord, <laughs> that he's going to keep his promise about the promised land. All right, so, many testings where they, rather than heed the word of the Lord by faith, right, instead go against the word of the Lord, or doubt. Who would still see the land? According to our text today, verse 24. Yeah, Caleb, right? Um, Because he followed the Lord by faith. And notice it's by the Spirit, too. Um, Joshua and his children would also enter the promised land. Uh, He's included in that. The two who believed the word and proclaimed it. All right, a meditation on this text. In testing God ten times, Israel had certainly earned a plague of destruction like the Egyptians had received. Yet because he trusted the promise of a savior from the tribe of Judah, Moses was not content to become a great nation on his own. Moses cried out for God to show his power, that is, to exercise the strength of his love, which is beyond all human understanding. Moses heard the preaching of Caleb and Joshua and continued to trust the merciful God to give Israel the land of Canaan. He asked for forgiveness, even though he confessed that God would surely bring punishment on the guilty. God's punishment of all those who had seen the signs and deliverance from Egypt did not mean that they were not forgiven. Though we must suffer earthly and temporal punishment, the forgiveness of sins removes the power of eternal death for the sake of Christ who pleads for us. All those who trust in this word of promise of Christ shall surely be raised to eternal life. All right, let's confess um, the close of the commandments. What does God, and there's a missing word I noted, say about all these commandments? He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Exodus 20, verse 5 through 6. What does this mean? God threatens to punish all who break these commandments. Therefore, we should fear his wrath and not do anything against them. But he promises grace and every blessing to all who keep these commandments. Therefore, we should also love and trust in him and gladly do what he commands. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, apart from you, we have no life or salvation. Therefore, you are a jealous God, desiring us to fear, love, and trust in you above all things. You punish children for the sin they share in and have committed from their fathers, that they might be brought to repentance and faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. You show love and mercy to those who love you and keep your commandments, 
Therefore grant us true repentance and forgive us every sin against your holy law, that we might cheerfully love you and gladly do what you command. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. We pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. For deliverance from pestilence, sedition, and rebellion. For our military and law enforcement personnel. On today, October 6th, we pray in Thanksgiving for those who celebrate their birthday, Paul and Alyssa. In Thanksgiving for the years of service for Mr. John Tarr and the gift of life for Hannah Clare. I pray for those who are ill, recovering, or undergoing treatment, especially the President and First Lady, Marcella, Jan, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, Timothy, and Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Roger, Steve, and Jean. I also pray for Pastor Brian Fritch, uh, son-in-law of Gus and Eileen, who is diagnosed with COVID and uh, isolated at home. Pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially for South Wisconsin District Disaster Relief, um, their first trip um, to assist in hurricane relief went out, and they could use your support, our support. We also pray for the Federitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray our collect for this week. Lord, we implore you, grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week, All Christians Who Have Been Baptized. Christians who have been baptized 
who know the God of heaven, and in whose daily life is prized the name of Christ once given. Consider now what God has done, the gifts he gives to everyone, baptized into Christ Jesus. You were before your day of birth, indeed from your conception, condemned and lost with all the earth, none good without exception. For like your parents' flesh and blood, turned inward from the highest good, you constantly denied him. But all of that was washed away, immersed and drowned forever. The water of your baptism day restored again whatever. Old Adam and his sin destroyed, and all our sinful selves employed according to our nature. In baptism we now put on Christ, our shame is fully covered. With all that he once sacrificed, and freely poured us offered. For here the flood of his own blood now makes us holy, right, and good before our heavenly Father. O Christian, firmly hold this gift and give God thanks forever. It gives the power to uplift in all that you endeavor. Your baptism drives your soul. Your baptism stands and makes you whole, and then in death completes you. So use it well, you are made new in Christ the new creation. As faithful Christians live and do within your own vocation until that day when you pose us his glorious throne of righteousness bestowed on you forever. Good. That concludes our Congregation of Prayer for today, October 6, 2020. Uh, Lord's blessings on your day. Today is Tuesday, so uh, no other special announcements. Um, so I'll leave you with that, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Again, 9 o'clock a.m. for Congregation of Prayer. Lord be with you again.